It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Second game in a row that we've come out and scored on, uh, you know, within the first couple minutes of the game. That's um, obviously not the game plan. It was a penalty kill that, uh, you know, that went bad on the entry. We just, uh, you know, we didn't have a very good gap. I mean, uh, I know the shot was from far out, but still, it's, uh, um, you know, now you're chasing a little bit. But, you know, I thought we got better as the game went on. There wasn't a lot of room out there. Um, you know, we had chances when it was 2-1 to, to score. And um, we had a couple chances on our power play early. I thought that would have been the difference of the game. I, lo- I liked our power play. I thought we had some good looks. But we couldn't buy that, that goal we needed. And, uh, um, you know, we, we ran out of time. But uh, the other thing I would say is probably, you know, I was getting a good offensive shifts from Cooch's line and, and Tommy Hurdle's line. But other than that, we didn't get much from the bottom part of the lineup tonight. So difficult when you're on the road and you need four lines and, and you need to, uh, you know, you need to have some offensive shifts from those from, from the bottom six too. All right. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to Morning Tide. The San Jose Sharks are coming off of a four and two starts and a three and two road trip. And I love the fact that there seems to be a bit of disappointment hanging around that total, because if I had told anyone on October 15th that the Sharks are going to go four and two to start and the three and two road trip, people would have been ecstatic. And that to me is indicative of the overall change in culture we are seeing happening before our eyes with the San Jose Sharks. And it's, it's important to note that There has been a lot of talk about recapturing the culture in San Jose or making it good again or however you want to quantify it. It's been about making things a more positive place, a happier place, a place where guys come in and perform, where there's a different level of expectation. That's all good and well on paper, but a lot of that is very, very hard to do, A, when you're losing, and B, when it feels like you're not getting consistent effort across the board in losing performances. And I feel that for the Sharks in the last two games with the loss at Boston and the loss against Nashville last night, that the Sharks were getting very, very good efforts. That there was not maybe the top-level performance you needed from all four lines, but you also still had an across-the-board effort that was being rewarded with efforts from your goalies. The goalies were not always getting rewarded, specifically last night. Reimer, he only gives up two goals you know, I I don't have a problem with that performance in the slightest. I haven't had a, perf- a problem with any of the performances from any of the goalies in any of the games this year. They've played well. Hill and Reimer have done their job, and that is a stark contrast to where we were not a year ago, but last year. You know, this is a team that is showing growth before our very eyes, and I think that is just massively important as we look at what they are trying to do because – Changing a culture in the midst of an eight-game losing streak, good luck with that. Changing the culture when your team does something well only to see the goalie given a soft goal, good luck with that. 
Right now, the Sharks are getting that solid effort across the board and getting just overall what they need to keep them competitive. And that was what Bob Bugner was asking for most last year. He wasn't saying that he needed the team to be a Stanley Cup contender. He wasn't saying that he needed the team to be just, you know, the best team in the NHL or something like that. He wanted his team, he wanted everyone to give themselves an opportunity to win. Now we are seeing the Sharks giving themselves an opportunity to win, and this is giving them overall a better mindset, a better opportunity to have more of that team bonding on and off the ice. And it's also just giving you a more competitive product and a higher quality product when you're watching the Sharks on the ice. In the last two games of this road trip, they did start out slow. And I know that Logan Couture said that fatigue was not a factor, but I do think that when you're on the tail end of a five-game road trip, when you're on the road for the first time in a long time, I mean, listen, when you're traveling all along the West Coast like it was last year, the, the, the West Division, the Honda West Division as it was called, that's different. When you're traveling to Toronto, when you're traveling to Boston, when you're mostly in the Eastern time zone, it, it, it takes a toll on your body. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The, the time differences take a toll on your body. The travel takes a toll on your body. This all takes a toll. And the Sharks looked like they were, I'm not going to say fatigued, because I think they did look like they had more energy as the game got going. But sometimes when you combine the time zones and the travel, it does take a little bit for your legs to get under you. And the Sharks took a little bit of time to get going against both Boston and against both Nashville. But against Boston... It was 3-0, and they didn't let it get more out of hand. They got it to 3-1, and then it's 4-1, and then you still start to chip away, and you make it a 4-3 game. And then you give up the goal early on against Nashville, and you're thinking, okay, we're at a little bit of a deficit here, but let's keep this competitive. And they kept it a game. They're down 2-0, but still they were able to fight back and get their way into the game, make it 2-1, and they're giving themselves a chance to compete. Giving yourself a chance to compete for professional athletes is a good, good way to help rebuild and restore the culture and make it a more cohesive unit in all aspects out there on the ice. I don't think there's any argument there. That was very, very hard to do when you were losing the way you were previously. And I think that is something that we're watching happen before our very eyes and happening in a very organic way. You can talk about rebuilding the culture But talk isn't good enough. It's got to be backed up by the culture on the ice. And I think that that will lead to a greater level of personal responsibility, whether it comes to one line, whether it comes to one player, whether whatever it is. I mean, last night, the top two lines were good. The bottom two lines were not. And that's how it's going to be sometime. And you still saw fight. That doesn't mean that they were the reason the Sharks lost. It just means that in that instance, the Sharks needed them to be a little bit better. And so what sort of response do you get now from those third and fourth lines when they come home on Thursday night to face Montreal? Do they put in a better performance? Do they play greater and up to their level? Do they give you goals? Do they give you more production? That's what you're looking for. That's what you're trying to find out in terms of culture, that it goes beyond just guys liking each other in the locker room. It's knowing that everybody's got to step up and fight for each other. And we have seen that from many games throughout this year. We have seen up and down effort. We have seen up and down production. Look at game number one. It was Cogliano who scored the first goal who got the Sharks back into that game. That was huge. Huge, huge moment. And you're going to need more things like that from the Sharks as they get deeper and deeper into the year. 
Just because it wasn't there for these past two games doesn't mean that it's not going to be there going forward, and that's how the expectation should be for any team. I've referenced it before, and I think that we can talk about it in all sports. You need to have guys capable of lifting each other up. And last night, it was the top line once again, scoring that goal, Timo Meyer lifting up the rest of the team when the other goals hadn't been there. That didn't mean the Sharks hadn't created opportunities. I thought they were creating a lot of good opportunities, especially on the power play. It just meant that the rewards weren't there. And so you needed guys to pick each other up, and they could only pick each other up so far because you're not going to win every game. That's another thing you're looking at here. You can't win every game, and that's why I think the indications of culture change are that the Sharks are acknowledging that they played well on a five-game road trip, mostly in the Eastern time zone, by getting three wins and two competitive losses. I'm never going to be happy with a loss They're never going to be happy with a loss. Moral victories are not fun in the slightest. You wish you could have taken at least one point from those last two games. However, I think they know that they gave themselves a chance in both of those games. They recognize that they got away from their game a little bit. And I think that when you recognize that you get away, you say, okay, how can we come back? How can we bring this a better performance Next time, how can we get that much better of a, you know, across the board performance when we go out there on Thursday night? Disappointment in success is a hallmark of a very good hockey team. They talked about it on the ESPN plus broadcast last night, which what do you guys think of that? You know, I, I understand that some people don't have ESPN plus and they were a little bit frustrated by it. And yeah, listen, this is, this is how broadcast sports are changing. You know, with streaming is going to become more and more of a reality. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but you know what? I thought it was a good broadcast. I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. But they were talking about the fact that the Sharks were fighting late in the game. The Sharks were going to be able to you know give themselves an opportunity by not letting it get out of hand. A year ago, that's a game that gets out of hand. A year ago, you go down one nothing early, and it gets more and more and more and more. Or you make the comparison to the Boston game: a three nothing game is over. You don't have the fight back. You don't have the push. You don't have the grit and the grind to try and establish and stick to your game to get yourselves back into it. That is a drastic change. And I just think watching it on the ice is the Sharks being more and more of that team that they want to be. And it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight, right? The team isn't suddenly going to be the type of team that goes 5-0 and on a road trip. But they gave themselves a shot. The team is not going to suddenly be a top contender in the NHL. But by starting off at 4-2, and two, they are giving themselves a chance to be in the hunt. And that's what this team wasn't doing previously. They weren't giving themselves a chance. Now, are there a multitude of reasons for that? Of course. The team wasn't as deep last year. The team didn't have as good a goaltending last year and the year before that. But that's Doug Wilson and his staff and Bob Bugner and his staff bringing their minds together to figure out what they need to make the team better. And so far, the changes that were made in the offseason has yielded a Sharks team that is better. But better does not mean that it's suddenly going to be that 5-0 and road trip in the Eastern time zone or 4 out of 5 in the Eastern time zone. And that's okay. But 3-2? and two? You'll take that every single time, even if they were Stanley Cup contenders. A 3-2 and two road trip, which is mostly in the Eastern time zone, is going to be a win. If you play 500 or better on the road, you are giving yourself a great opportunity to be one of those teams that's going to be in the hunt as you get deeper and deeper into the year. That 
is just huge. And the Sharks weren't doing that last year. Now, they started off, what, 13 games on the road to open up the season? That's not going to help your efforts. That's that's just an unfortunate reality that the Sharks were dealing with last year. But you move on from a bad couple of seasons by having good performances. And that's what the Sharks have done through six games. These are small sample sizes, what we've seen so far. Now, here's a trend as we look to more of the reality of the San Jose Sharks. The power play has not had a goal now for a couple of games. That said, I do like what we are seeing from the power play in terms of what they were able to produce last night. It just didn't pay off. But sometimes it is not specifically about scoring off the power play. It's about wearing down the team so that when they do come off the power play, they're gassed and you can get a goal after that. It's all part of giving a team something to worry about. And the Sharks gave Nashville something to worry about on those power plays. They created good opportunities. They weren't rewarded with a lot of looks last night, and especially everything up the middle. Nashville, they're a heavy team. You heard Bob Bugner talking about it. They weren't able to get those goals. Credit to Nashville. They played a physical game. They clogged the passing lanes. They were not giving up much, and they made the Sharks work and work and work. Yeah, I thought that uh, uh, that was the plan that we were going to uh, start off the game with Barbie there, give Eki a chance as well. He's been pretty good on the power play uh, early in the season here. But, uh, you know, and, and both units produced chances, um, you know, so that really wasn't uh, wasn't the problem. Um, it just We couldn't buy a goal. There was a lot of bouncing pucks around the net. And, uh, you know, as the game went on, you know, they, they eventually get the second goal and now it's a two nothing lead. So, you know, I thought we came back in the third and played hard and last game of the road trip, it's been a long road trip. And, you know, it was unfortunate that, uh, you know, we didn't get a point or two out of this building tonight. It would have been a, a, a incredible road trip, but, uh, all in all, I think we just got to, uh, get home and, and try and get some rest and, uh, get ready for a, you know, five, a five game homestand and, uh, for Montreal Thursday night. We're looking at disappointment in light of success. The standard is changing for the San Jose Sharks. 3-2 on a road trip, 4-2 and two on the year, and they want more. If they had done that last year, they would have been out of their minds. You know, I don't know if Bob Bugner would ever have expressed it as such, but, you know, when the success wasn't there last year, you wanted anything like that. You wanted to get those series wins. You wanted to take care of business, but they weren't able to do that. You know, again, there's, there's a number of reasons for that, and people might not want to focus on the past, but you have to focus on what the team is doing to change compared to what you saw last year and compared to what the expectations were during the training camp. And that is all leading us to be pleasantly surprised with the San Jose Sharks up to this point of the year. Six games down, 76 to go. There is a lot for the Sharks coming up on this five-game homestand. Can they go four and one? Can they go 5-0? and oh? Can they go 3-2? and two? If they go 3-2, and two, I'm not going to be disappointed with that. That means they're going to be 7-4 and four after the first 11 games of the year. If that happens, they're way ahead of schedule in my mind. 4-6 and six right now, if that turns into 7-4, and four, I am still very, very happy with that record. And if they're even better than that, then great. And if they don't have a 3-2 and two homestand, let's say they're 2-3, and three, then you say, good thing they were able to get some of those early wins on the road. Because those, those wins, they, you know, they, it's not like they're going anywhere. It doesn't matter if you squeak out a win. It doesn't matter if it's a win that you do it ugly. It doesn't matter if it's a win where you have to come from behind, get it in overtime. I know you worry about the points if it's a divisional opponent, but a win is a win is a win. But let's look big picture here. If you had told me on the 15th of October 
that the San Jose Sharks would be 4-2 and two, coming home from a successful five-game road trip and people looking at these upcoming games, specifically against Montreal, as a chance to improve to 5-2, and two, where the team was exceeding early expectations and where they were one of the surprises of the early part of the season, we'd all view that as a smashing success, even in light of relative disappointment in not being able to pick up points in the final two games of a five-game road trip. The Sharks are ahead of schedule. The Sharks are playing above where we thought they would be. The Sharks are giving themselves an opportunity. We're going to take a break. On the other side, we're going to get into more of that post-game reaction, plus talk of guys bonding, spending time with each other, building what the Sharks need to have beyond the dressing room, beyond the ice, to continue to have that success as a team. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of good. I think there there really is. I think that, uh, um, you know, we got taught a little bit of a lesson getting away from our game at Boston tonight. You know, again, not not the bounce. We, we were trying to get a bounce early. We didn't. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of good things. And I'm trying to see, you know, stay the positive with this, with this group. It's early in the season. You know, we're four and two. And uh, um, after playing five out of six uh, on the road. Uh, it's a pretty good spot to be in coming home for five games. But, uh, you know, there's some real good things to take out of this trip. I know the guys, uh, um, you know, had some good bonding time and they, uh, you know, and competed hard with each other. And, uh, um, yeah, we'll bring that home with us. Welcome back to Morning Tide. That is Bob Bugner, the head coach of the San Jose Sharks, talking about the fact that the Sharks had time to bond with each other. They competed hard with each other. That was not much of the talk that we saw last year. I can't express how important that is. That I mean, they simply were not allowed to socialize last year outside of the rink, and that has a negative effect on everyone. There is no doubt about it. And right now, the Sharks are seeing themselves turn into more and more of a team, and that's exactly what you do here in professional sports. This is not a 1v1 situation. It's not your left wing is better than their left wing and your center is better than their center and your goalie is better than their goalie because if it was just that simple, then the teams on paper would always win the games. You're trying to create a collective for the Sharks. You're trying to create a unit of totality that wherever you go up against the Sharks, there's going to be competition, there is going to be effort, and there is going to be a desire for one player to play hard for themselves just as they want to play hard for their teammates. That is part of reestablishing culture. Not only did Bob Bugner reference this, we also heard this reference from James Reimer on a night where, let's be honest, he deserved more offensive support in light of his efforts. You know, I think sometimes it's good to get in the road early and and get some camaraderie and and um, go for some go for dinners with the boys and and, and kind of get that going. So uh, I think that was that was really good part of this trip to to be able to do that and and get that going because that's that's kind of priceless and, and that'll carry you through the year. Um, 
but uh, as far as as performance wise too, I thought I thought we did some really good things. We played some really good teams and and we played them hard and and we were able to win, you know, three uh, three to five. And so um, and these last two, I mean, Boston here we got ourselves into a little hole, but then we but then we battled back and and had a chance to get some points at the end. So um, you know, I feel. I feel pretty good uh, about this trip, but um, at the end of the day, we can always get better and and uh, and get a little hungrier. And so, um, you know, obviously, it's not good to lose and and uh, lost two in a row now. So, um, you know, we'll be hungry uh, come Thursday. I mean, James Reimer has played in almost 400 NHL games. He knows what it takes. He knows how important it is to get that time with guys. And he's talking about the camaraderie, the ability to go out to dinners. He talks about how it's priceless and it pays off over the course of the year. To hear that kind of talk this early on, again, I think it's massive because they are viewing the positive out of the road trip. They're not focused on the losses. And when they do talk about the losses, like you heard from Reimer, he's saying that they gave themselves a chance to get back into the games. He's saying they got behind against Boston, they got behind against Nashville, but they were able to battle back. And that, to me, is indicative of a team that is going to be able to withstand more of the rigors of the season. Now, I don't say all of the rigors. I don't say that this team is suddenly going to be a Stanley Cup contender because, A, we're six games in. I don't think you can say that about any team. But they're giving themselves more of a chance. They're giving themselves more of that opportunity to be that team that they think they can be or at least the team they want to be. And when you hear Reimer talking about something being priceless and having value You have to pay attention. You have to acknowledge how important it is for these guys to be able to get along, to have that time together off the ice, to have that ability to try and gel and care more about each other. Because you talk to all these guys when their careers are done, the thing they miss the most is the camaraderie. The thing they miss the most is being able to compete for something important with their friends and their teammates. And sometimes, yeah, Teams that do not have a good thing going on behind the scenes. Like you look at the Oakland A's when they won their three consecutive championships in the 70s. They were getting in fistfights. They hated each other and for some reason it worked. But I wouldn't say that's something you want to rely on. And for this Sharks team right now, it looks like they've got a good thing going on. Yeah, similar. Um, Although we didn't let this one get too far away. Um, You know, we kept it at two. And, uh, you know, we, we fought back in the third and... You know, Dolls had a great look there with about four minutes left. I think Johansson blocked it with a, with an open cage and a few good looks uh, down the stretch there where we could have tied it up. But it's a tough league to, to come from behind, um, especially on the road. So we've got to uh, start games a little bit better. Um, obviously, don't want to take a penalty in the first couple of minutes, and then our PK gave, gave one up. So uh, got to be a little bit better there. That's the captain, Logan Couture, after last night's loss. But what you're hearing is at least they're identifying the slow starts. And I know it's easy for us to say, Oh, they came out of the gate slow, but that's something to acknowledge. Now, when Couture was asked about the fatigue, he said, hey, we're six games in. If we're fatigued, you know, that's not, that shouldn't be an issue. But as I alluded to earlier, it's the last game of a five-game road trip, most of which has been in the Eastern time zone. That's going to take its toll. And what I am expecting to see on Thursday night against Montreal is the Sharks to come flying out of the gate. It's for the Sharks to be a hot, hot team right to start because they put themselves in a hole in a few of their games now this this season. You know, obviously, you come from behind, you get that win. That's that's not a problem, but you want to make life easier on yourself. You make life easier on yourself by giving yourself a better performance, and there's no better time to do it than now coming home to start off a five-game homestand. A lot. Uh, it's good to return home, even though it'll be a late night tonight. Um, 
you know, a lot of guys will be excited to see their kids and, um, that always re-energizes people when you get home and you get to cook your own meals, you see your family. So looking forward to getting home tonight, late tonight and spending the day at home tomorrow and re-energizing and then, uh, back at it on Thursday. And I think you can feel the positivity from the captain there. I think you can see that it's remarkably different than it was last year. And the fact that these guys are having fun, the fact that they are able to come home now and get excited about a five-game homestand, it's going to be big for the Sharks. How they respond in this five-game homestand is going to tell us a lot about this year. I, I don't I don't say that as some sort of cheap talking point. I mean that they've got to capitalize off this hot start now because it's Montreal who are 1-6 and six entering today. That's going to be a tough game no matter what. Then you face the Jets again, who are a good team. Let's, let's not lie about that. Then on Tuesday the 2nd, Buffalo's in town, and for some reason they are much like the Sharks, much, much better in the early goings here than they were all of last year. Then you host the Blues. Then you host the Devils before going back out on the road to Calgary. These are a huge stretch of games for the San Jose Sharks. These are going to be very, very telling. And I don't think that it's going to be defined. Uh, their season's not going to be defined by these games. But again, to capitalize on this early success, to give yourself the opportunity to have a little bit of a pad, to have a little bit of breathing room. Last year, they always felt like they had their head under the guillotine, like at any moment they were going to be eliminated, like at any moment the season was going to get away from them. Because, you know, early on they were splitting a lot of the series, then falling a game or two under, and then fighting back, and then falling under and fighting back. And the consistency was the relative lack of consistency, and that's probably a hallmark of a team that's not very good. But you have to assume that guys like Logan Couture, guys like Timo Meyer, guys like Eric Carlson remember that. And I think that you take that feeling of last year, the lack of satisfaction, the lack of high-quality performance, the lack of simply being able to win consistently, you use that to feed what the team is this year. You use that to turn yourselves overall into a much better product out there on the ice. And I feel like that's what we're seeing so far. Now, there were a couple things out of that game last night, and I think that you know the Sharks got away from their game. I think too often we saw Eric Carlson once again go in for the home run pass. And sometimes that's going to pay off for Eric Carlson because he is such a high-skill player. He has such incredible vision. He has such incredible ability to move that puck up the ice and make things happen. However, it's not always going to pay off. And I think that when you're down in a game, like Bob Bugner often alludes to, you want to see them do the simple things well as opposed to try and go for the home run. You want the singles and the doubles for the baseball terminology. But I understand why Eric Carlson does it because sometimes it is going to be one of those ridiculous plays that turns the Sharks game around and makes something happen. You're going to see it from Tomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, Brent Burns. One of those guys is going to take a risk and it's going to pay off. The difference is whether or not you're good enough on the other side of that when one of those risks hurts you when it puts you at a deficit, when it comes back to bite you. Because that's that's a delicate balance. That's something the Sharks are going to have to deal with throughout the entirety of the season. And that's that's what you get with a player like Eric Carlson. You know that he's going to take those risks sometimes, and hopefully more of the time it's going to pay off than it does come back to bite you in the ass. But it is a factor of his game, just like some of the risks that Brent Burns will take. And just like anything, there is a risk-reward with all of these guys' talents. You just hope that the play across the board is enough to handle or survive those risks. Yeah, it's too bad we couldn't get another one and tie it up there for Rhymes because he made a lot of huge saves. Um, you know, this whole 
you know, start to the season. They've been ex- excellent and given us a chance in every game. And, and really, that's all you can ask for. Uh, even when we've had these slow starts in these games, they've made some massive saves and kept us in it, kept us at a one or two goal game and given us the opportunity in the third where we can put make that push and, and come back. But uh, when we get home, we're going to nar- need to start to uh, play with the lead um, for these guys and um, make it a little bit easier on them so they don't have to make those big time saves to, to keep us in games. That's Logan on the goaltending for the Sharks this year, which up to this point has been phenomenal. And I think that that is a huge, huge part of the early season success of the Sharks. Yes, it's great that the team is more locked in. Yes, it is great that the team has looked good on the power play and looked good on the penalty kill and created opportunities and been able to pass better and been able just to look a little bit more cohesive. But the fact that the goalies are stepping up and having great games as well, it just overall lends itself to a better chance to win, a better effort across the board from the team. Guys are fighting for each other. And you heard Logan there. He doesn't want to put the goalies in a position to where they have to make those huge stops, to where they have to try and come up with a huge, huge block in a big critical moment. It all comes down to breathing easy. And this Sharks team looks like they've been able to understand how they can use downhill hockey to their advantage. Last year, if they had any sort of momentum, they would try to overdo it and they would fall on their face. This year, they've gone a little bit more with the momentum. They haven't tried to overkill it. They haven't tried to redline. They've just been able to take advantage of the moment. And that continues to be what I hope that we see. That's why they've been able to fight back into games. That's why once they were down 3-0 to Boston, they were able to make it 3-1 and then keep chipping away even when it was 4-1. They haven't tried to win the game in one shift. They're letting that momentum come to them. They're letting it happen. And that's part of this team learning about who they are. But again, big, big challenge on Thursday night against Montreal. How do they come out of the gates? Are they going to be hot or are they going to be slow? How are those third and fourth lines going to look? Is there going to be production or is this going to be a problem? How is that power play going to look? Are they going to be able to turn things around after not getting a power play goal for a couple of games? These are all questions that the San Jose Sharks are going to be asked, and these are the questions that they are going to need to answer, not just in this one game, not just in this five-game homestand, but over the course of the entire season. They need to have an identity. The identity so far, to me, is effort. The identity so far is going out and playing for each other, but you need to see more of what the team truly is. You can't know six games in, but all we want to do now at this point is learn. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will see you all Friday morning for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.